Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning. Good morning to you all. I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. I have an angle on this thing that's going on, an angle you have definitely not heard. I find it fascinating. I'll tell you what I'm talking about. The word is plasmid. Look it up. I'm going to put a couple of pictures of what you call a plasmid on the website today. This is show 487. Plasmids, DNA, virology, and understanding your protection from COVID-19. Yes, compelled once again to continue the discussion. It's just so damn interesting. Tragic, pitiful, but interesting. So let me begin. Look up plasmid. If you have access to a computer right now, just put it in on a Google search. Google hasn't censored that word. Um, plasmid. Now, what a plasmid is. Well, first, let's talk about a human cell. A human cell. Human beings have cells. In the cells, there's something called the nucleus. And in that nucleus is six feet of a strip of DNA. That means any one of our nucleotides, adenine, thymine, guanine, cytosine, all in combination along a line in various sequences that literally in each human cell, if expanded out, because the DNA is all wrapped up in histones and all sorts of other things, but if extended to its full length, that cell, that microscopic invisible cell that you have no idea is there, at least as a single cell, that you need a microscope to look at inside it, has six feet of nucleotides. DNA in each cell is six feet long. If you compound that by the number of cells in a human body, it comes to, I don't remember the fact, but it's some astronomical length, something you wouldn't believe, like twice around the earth or something. It's unbelievable. And this is the, the magnitude, which some people call God and other people just call science. I'll leave that one to you, but I'll tell you this, that is astounding to me. What's even more astounding is that when you get infected with a virus, your immune system, which are cells, they're individual cells, like the cells I was just talking about, you know, with the six feet of DNA inside, those cells, those immune system cells, if they have the genetic deck, if the genes in your immune system cells are available to the cell. The cell, the immune system cell can create something that'll defend against the virus. So you get to live another day. Now, bravo, I think I made that pretty simple. Your genes 
if you're fortunate enough, are capable of responding through the immune system cell. The DNA of the immune system cell can create a lethal response to what would otherwise be a lethal virus. That's why, to put it bluntly, some people die and some people live. You know, health food aside, care aside, all the therapeutics aside and all that aside, I'll say it a different way. When the great plagues, smallpox, since that was viral, the Spanish flu was sweeping through rat-infested, poverty-stricken cities in America, in Europe, people that were barely alive anyway, and they got through it. They didn't die of smallpox. They didn't die of anything. They just starved. They lived like rats. Nobody cared. Life was harsh. You know, the plagues. Some people live. In fact, the truth is most people live. Dr. Fauci won't tell you that. But the vast majority of people survive even the worst plagues. But here's the point. Why do people survive, therapeutics aside? Because they have the genes. They just have their genes, their immune system cells, their cells. Not yours or mine or somebody else's, but their cells, if they survive, know how to spawn off, resourcing their genetic deck, a response to neutralize the virus. That's human beings. Now, here's the punchline. Get ready. Strap your seatbelt on. Guess what bacteria do? Bacteria. Now, that's something that's a lot bigger than a virus. You know, viruses, bacteria parasite, different houses, different organisms, very different sizes. I'm talking bacteria. Like, for instance, the bubonic plague, Yersinia, whatever the heck the name of that thing was, Yersinia pestis or whatever that plague name was for the bubonic plague. That was a bacteria. It's not a virus. A staph infection, staphylococcus, streptococcus. Those are bacteria. They're way, 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 way bigger. They interest me, but they don't interest me as much as viruses. Viruses are spooky. They're cryptic. Viruses are mysterious. Viruses are probably from outer space. I have no doubt viruses know how to transmit intergalactically. No doubt. But here's my point. Bacteria spend half their day, so to speak. Bacteria, of course, are fascinating in and of themselves. For instance, when I was in a lab recently and we were cultivating E. coli, we changed... We fed it a genetically engineered molecule, and then the E. coli ate it, and then we wanted more of that molecule, so E. coli did us the favor of multiplying what we fed it. 
this is done in cloning experiments. It's classic. Well, at any rate, my point is that E. coli in one day, in 24 hours, at the right temperature, will produce, will populate in one day what it takes human beings 2,000 years to do. So I want you to get that. If you have a bunch of E. coli in a flask, if you have a nutritive flask, like a beaker, like a pot, and you put food in it for this bacteria called E. coli, yeah, like the one that you get sick from, and you want it to grow, and you put it in something to make it grow that's got the right nutrients and temperature, in 24 hours, the E. coli will produce what it takes human beings 2,000 years to produce. That's a little bacteria fun fact. And I find bacteria, relatively speaking, boring to viruses. So, this was my point. Other than multiplying like guppies, bacteria also spend a lot of time doing something. And this is what most people don't know. I learned this a number of years ago. It fascinated me. Bacteria spend most of their time figuring out how to neutralize viral attack. If bacteria didn't understand through their own evolution how to spawn a response to the infinite, an infinite number of viral attacks they sustain each day, we, we, us, Homo sapien, wouldn't be here. Evolution would have stopped. God or no God, however you want to look at this. I choose to believe, of course, in God. Jesus Christ. That's my choice. But whether you're an atheist or not, or a Christian, just knowing that bacteria spend half their day figuring out how to defend themselves against viral attacks, to me, <laughs> I don't understand. How can you deny the existence of God if you can appreciate that statement, that truth? At any rate, bacteria spend half their day trying to neutralize against viral attacks. All right. So I want you to put it together. I want you to put together what a human cell is like, why some people live and die, what a bacteria is like, that it spends half its day trying to respond like humans to viruses. Now, the punchline. You ready? Okay. Bacteria, because the onslaught of viral attack is so extreme, have done something that blew my mind. They have created something in their cell called a plasmid. A plasmid. A plasmid is a circular strand of DNA. That's different from the double helical strand, like us. And they have a double helical strand, too. They have a straight line of DNA that's really a double helix. Ours is a straight line, all wrapped up, but 
as we lengthen it, it's a straight line, but it's a double helix straight line. It's a double helical ladder that's straight as you unwind it. Well, bacteria has that also, but they have something else. It's a circular, it's a separate, it's a completely separate entity of DNA inside that's a circle. The first time I ever saw a plasmid, which was a circular piece of DNA, I'm going to put it on the website. You look it up yourself. Plasmid. Bacteria have evolved plasmids in the interest of creating a far more mutagenic factory within their cell. A far more mutagenic factory inside their own bacterial cell. Let me define that. When a human being gets attacked by a virus, as I said, the human being, therapeutics aside, if it doesn't have the genetic capacity to spin through the immune system in effective response to a, a back, to a viral attack, the human being will die, smallpox. Some lived, some died. Why? That's why. Both poor, both broke, both getting no therapy. We say one is strong, the other's weak. Uh, we ought to say one found a response through its genetic deck that was successful. That's human beings. What bacteria do through the plasmid is go into the plasmid and the plasmid creates a mutation. The plasmid is highly mutagenic. The plasmid is like the antenna of the bacterial cell. And when that bacterial cell gets attacked, it puts a selective pressure on the plasmid to resequence itself with far greater efficacy than the main strip of DNA in the bacteria. The plasmid is effectively the mutagenic center of life for the bacteria. So it can change its DNA way faster because of this ominous viral attack. Human beings don't have plasmids. Human beings ain't that good. Human beings don't know how to do this. Human beings can't. By the time you mutate, those people back in the day, Spanish flu, smallpox, back in the day, those people that were going to die next to their neighbors that lived, had they had to mutate so that they could defend themselves against the viral attack, it might have taken two to three to five to ten thousand years. Who knows? Bacteria do it way faster. They need to do it way faster. They're under way more attack. The ratio of ATP production between the human cell and the bacterial cell as it devotes itself, if you take the delta G behind what a human cell, immune cell spends and what a bacteria spends, bacteria is way ahead of the game. They have to sell the house and the kitchen sink to stay alive off viral attacks, so they've become very good at it. And they've spawned this thing called the plasma, a circular piece of DNA that's so mutagenic that it can survive astronomically 
more intense viral attacks. Plasmids the key. So what did we do? Well, you know what we do? This is our genius, Homo sapien. We genetically engineer plasmids, feed them to bacteria. The bacteria multiply the plasmids, and then we go and take out of the plasmid what we wanted, and we sell that after we purify it. I won't get into that piece of it, but man, it's off the chart. It's almost like when you watch geneticists do this, chemists do this, you can kind of respect how they sometimes think they're God. Lethal mistake on their part. It's brought us to this, this trash we're in right now. But nonetheless, you can relate to their sense of their own ubiquity and omnipotence. Because it's so marvelous, our potential as Homo sapien, our adaptive capacity also. That not being able to do what plasmids do, nonetheless, we piggy banked an entire science. I mean, this stuff is funded for the next million years. Not one dime goes into teaching people how to stay healthy, and gazillions go into genetically engineering plasmids to save the human race. Well, that's a whole other story. But that aside, it's fascinating what plasmids can do and bacteria can do and we fail to do. In this sense, we are grossly inferior to our brother and sister bacteria and plasmids. So along comes a virus that sits down beside us and that's the end of us. Well, not to COVID-19. That's just a scam. That's the good news. Fauci, the CDC, these people are pigs. Pigs. They are devils. They are owned by the devil. Make no mistake about it, my fellow Christians. You are witnessing, without doubt, the tidings of Revelation. No two ways about it. Gee, I didn't see it coming either. Embrace it and prosper. Prosper. Look at what God gave you. Plasmids. Could it be... Could it be that human beings of devout faith, true faith, not the garbage faith of institutional religion, but faith that's derived from pure souls. Faith, in fact, that's found across all religions, but I'll stick to my own. Could it be that we've been endowed with the equivalence of plasmids? You see? And we can say, of course, God is great. I believe. As a scientist, I want to give that more gravity. Because in a sense, talk is cheap. You really know who you are when your head's in the guillotine. And my experience, especially as a doctor, is that's when you find out who's got faith. So everybody can talk, but in the end, it's like Patton said, pressure makes diamonds. 
And what I find pressurizing and diamond-producing is seeing God in science. So here's my point. Yes, Homo sapien is mutagenic. We are mutagenic. And the tool through which our mutagenicity conducts itself is the nervous system. To understand a virus, you have to understand a nervous system. Because the neurological system is our asset in the fight against COVID. And that is what's frying out amongst us as we talk. This mask thing, you see? These pigs, these lethal pigs from hell, know what the masks are doing to us. They're separating us. They're isolating us. This is why, praise be God, that our president has stood against this mandatory face mask thing. Praise the founding fathers that we have a constitution that's backed off even that dumb cluck Biden, that ignorant, dishonest, immoral baboon. At least we have a president committed to the things that are righteous. This is why I say to you, stress is the enemy here. And we're all, and while we're all, either being ignorant or deliberately lying like the devils, what it's costing us is our mutagenicity because it's frying our neurological system. The body cannot dip into its deep neural, neural, autonomic reserves to do things that we don't even understand, to do things that are the equivalent of the bacterias that we don't even know we do, that science pretends and purports it has a sense of and really doesn't in the end. One day lowlifes like Fauci are on 60 Minutes saying, Masks are useless, and the next day, the entire CDC, that bonehead Redfield and Fauci, are swearing by them. On what basis is that? That science understands? Science is nothing. God is everything. And it's only the devil that's a, that has convinced us that we have to listen to the experts, because they are the scientists and they know. Wouldn't be the first time that that's cost people enormous amounts of suffering. Case in point. But my point to you is, is that we are our own plasmid, truly. But you have to use the neurological system. You have to understand what face masks are doing to people's nervous systems. And face masks aside, because that really wasn't the point. Face masks aside, we have to understand that genetics sits on the foundation of physical chemistry, of quantum mechanics, 
of biophysics. It all comes down to things you don't study in school. At least most of us don't study like Delta G and free energy and the rest of it. It all comes down to things Tesla and Rife and Einstein and Schrodinger. It all comes down to the things they understood and translated into biological systems. But you see, for John Q. Public, God's grace allows it to be so simple and statistically way more effective. Have faith and get healthy and let God do the rest. Have faith, get healthy, and let God do the rest. But are we doing that? No. No. We're not. And so the virus has come to purify us. Really, it's purifying us. You either have no perspective and you will be buried or you can embrace, find God, respond correctly and profit. And that's what's going on. And it won't stop. It won't stop with the election. Either way, it won't stop. It only stops if enough people become conscious. Can't hide under a rock for this one. Can't close your eyes and think it's going to go away. We've arrived. We've landed. We're here. We're here and all we have to do is look into what we've been given. And the answer's there. Never, 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 never give up. That's right. That's the way you look at this. Because that's the definition of faith. 80% of success is just showing up. So every day you put one foot forward and cleanse and purify and find God. And you can do that from a hospital bed and you can do that out on the running track. And you'll find your adaptive response because you're wired for it. Your adaptive immunity is there. You just have to have the faith to find it and then show up to the plate. God bless you. I'll see you next week. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.